Okay, welcome to a new episode of Curse With Good Ideas. This is the second season, I think. We had a long summer break and shit because uh, we were just too busy to record anything. But I don't even know what number of episodes this is, but we'll just call it first episode of season two. And uh, today we have, um, we're back on our kind of uh, city-related episodes. Uh, we had Hong Kong before, and now we have an episode that will be all about Wuhan in China. And uh, one of our, I mean, my co-host Dino is in Wuhan right now, and he has a couple of guests that he will introduce, so we know who we're talking to. Yeah, um, we have uh, our guest. It's, um, now it's quite, I don't know, it's quite infamous or famous. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Go Yulu, he's a um, contemporary artist. He did uh, uh, quite a few famous work. One of the most famous recent one is the, um, the road sign. He implanted the road sign with his own name uh, in Beijing and then it became sort of media spectacle. The road sign? Um, like a road sign? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the road sign. The, um, Actually, I haven't seen that it, one. Huh? You haven't seen the road sign no, one? No, I don't think so. You have seen the dildo one, right? Yeah. <laughs> you sent me that. It was like curse image of 2018 yeah. or 17 or something. The yeah. curse image. It was quite famous on Twitter, yeah. A lot of people reposted and stuff. Yeah, that's his work. Okay. Um, I think he got punished for that. but. It's quite an interesting story. Um, and also, um, so he has a pretty impressive portfolio as a contemporary artist. Yeah. And um, um, we can hear him talk about it. So he's, he's from Wuhan, also, right? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. He's local here, but um, most of his work, are, I think, m- mostly I mean, famous and recently, so mo- most people didn't recognize that a global thought he was like Beijing, from Beijing. Yeah, okay. But yeah. We also have another and, um, guest, right? Yes, we have uh, Diego Go is um, our, uh, let's say, fan or uh, okay. uh, avid listener of our previous episodes and uh, had our conversations on Twitter and then eventually our lives converged. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I met him in Amsterdam so when you met him. Where do you meet him? Also in Amsterdam? Or? Oh, here, right here. No, no, right here. Oh, you met him in Germany? in Europe. Yeah, because I, well, when I was in Europe, nobody else in Europe. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so we have um, uh, two guests today. Yeah, I mean, we have a full Wuhan panel. So, I mean, because, um, I don't know, I guess the audience probably prefer to have English, but we can have, uh, like, you can speak in Mandarin or even in Wuhan dialect. Nobody really cares. And then maybe you can, like, like summarize and translate what's going on. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So maybe we can yeah. ask, like, asking him if you can introduce a little bit about your work. Where, how did you start, and where do you work right now? Yeah, yeah, maybe uh, sorry for my terrible English. That's fine. It's not. So bad. I need a translate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 但是没有一个艺术，尤其是没有一个contemporary just said uh, he didn't know what uh, his art practice was until he was second year in his university. Yeah. He was um, um, before that he was uh, he started painting in high school and university, but um, he didn't really understand what art was. So did he study art? Uh, yeah, he did study okay, art. Okay. And you know, in Chinese high schools, you have those uh, art sort of art programs, sort uh-huh. of like you do 
like you have a sort of a, a exam for paintings and stuff, but it's a very yeah, technical yeah, sure. thing. It's not exactly about like Kansai and stuff. This was in Wuhan. Was like Wuhan University. Or yeah, it was in Wuhan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, it was uh, in the Art Academy. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah,呃，所以后来在学校的二年级，然后很多课程上面，因为老师都是从国外留学回来的，然后他们呃看了很多世界各地的这种艺术啊，然后他们当时有一节课，呃，就介绍了大量的这个案例。Um, so when he was in second year, he had a lot of teachers uh, who studied abroad and came back to China, and then there was a uh, one of the subjects that introduced a lot of artworks and projects. Yeah.呃，当时看了以后非常的震惊，然后就发现这个世界其实比想象的大。然后同时我也在外面去学习那些技术层面的一些事情，包括如何制作影像啊，以及提升绘画技巧。但是我越来越意识到那个东西是一个
the, uh, the, the now really infamous work of uh, the road sign actually started way earlier. Um, yeah. Prior to 2013, before he went to. He Beijing. said he said for but the uh, for the east for the East Lake project. What was that? Was was it in Hangzhou? For the, uh, that was a quite interesting work. It's um, it's a collective art project. It was not just um, it was not it wasn't your solo work, right? So it was it's called Zhonghu 2010, I think. So it's basically East Lake 2010. Uh -huh. it was a collective uh, art project. They had uh, multiple artists. Uh, if you go search online, there is a website for it, and okay. you can still find it today. Uh, there will be like a, something like a Google map, then you can see the pings, and then in each ping there will be artwork, and uh, a description of the artwork, what happened there. So it's like a multiple art project going on. Uh, why, why is it I called East Lake? Is it a lake around Wuhan? It's about the, yeah, it's about the city, sort of intervention of the urban space, I think. Okay. You can talk about okay. it, uh, the, the mm. project at the time. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I mean, in my point of view, that that project uh, is talk about uh, our city space, uh, separated mm -hmm. by the lots of uh, uh, how do you say the company, big company, yeah. and some uh,不可见的力量把它们分割了. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. So um, the East Lake 2010 was a, a project, sort of inter uh, uh, like a intervention. Uh, of uh, to the sort of, the, I think the uh, urban development at the time, they mm -hmm. they were going to redevelop part of the East Lake into I don't know properties I guess uh, I'm not exactly sure, I can't remember, or is it so basically uh, it was sort of intervention to raise public awareness of how the East Lake was sort of disappearing. That's why it, the project was called uh, Our East Lake. Oh right. Sort of like um. um it's not exactly a protesting thing, but at least they sort of try to raise public awareness through, I guess, what they were used to be called public art. But um, um, it was quite an interesting project because it sort of gathered the most promising artists of the city mm -hmm. um, at the time, um, which is well, it's it's quite an impressive project. And uh, um, so the yeah, the road the road sign started there, like a prototype or. The first version. Uh, you can talk about it. The first oh. version. Uh, actually, the road side is uh, not too much relationship mm. with the uh, East Lake project. It's another uh, individual work. Uh, but okay. uh, I talk about uh, the. I mentioned about the East Lake project because mm -hmm. the that project makes me uh, understand that the, uh, the what is really important for art, for my art practice. Okay. Uh, after that, I know our world is like uh, controlled or separated by lots of uh, invisible uh, power, like uh, yeah. the capital, like the, 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 the capitalism, like something or some political problem. Like so, uh, our uh, our real life is uh, so boring, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, actually we, we we cannot control too much about our daily life. So sure. we need to uh, take them back. I mean, we, we need to try to control our world. Like, like the East Lake, um, uh, maybe I can translate it. At the time, this is what I realized. This is a place where it can be belong to everyone, but in fact, it starts to be used by different things. It's very simple, it's very easy to use. 
。那那那之后，顺着这个思路，我会发现是其实好像我们每天过得很丰富多彩的生活，其实特别的单调和无聊。它其实很多我们看上去拥有的东西，但其实不是真正属于我们。就最后的那个我们的权利在被一点点被蚕食。所以我觉得艺术应该尝试把这些东西，就是真正的就是我们享有，就是能够对它的一种主动的权利吧。就是说，通过想象力或者通过什么方式，把这些一点点被那些东西偷悄悄偷走的东西再给拿回来。He's talking about how, um, sort of is like a realization through the Donghu project. He realized what is important in art. Um, in that sense, uh, he's talking about how various powers, such as one thing he really mentions about um,、uh, rentier capitalism, especially well, which is what the most Most、um, explicit form of power in contemporary China,、uh, real estate, and also like I was talking about how,、uh, for example,、uh, because、um, they have established lines where you can't cross or you can't really、uh, approach the lake as、uh, people used to. In that sense,、uh, everyday、um, everyday people,、uh, ordinary people, no longer own the space and can occupy the space they used to have, and that. That in that sense,、uh, everyday life is sort of eroded by, reoccupied by power. In that sense, so、um, in that sense,、um, it's sort of the idea to reclaim the city, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. 类似于路牌啊之类的，呃，这一系列作品，啊、呃，我我觉得就是事实上顺着这个实践脉络往下，也确实发现城市里面很多东西，嗯、呃，就我们被规训或者说被控制的，呃，地方其实远超我们自己的想象。那我的作品也是尝试着用一些很简单的行为去去唤醒大家对这个地方的一种更原始的某种。想象，我就他得意识到自己其实在一个受管控的一个社会中间生存。Sort of the the line of thought is goes to、uh, really about the well the society. I mean, I don't want to use the term societal control, but it's it's a bit like what he's talking about how people are controlled in every aspect of life, right?、Um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe it's like the, governance or management, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, sort of that. So it's sort of similar ideas that. I don't want to sort of get into the bed of discipline society and control society, but、um, it, it's really、uh, like a lot of aspect of life and really controlled. And and God really hopes his his work can raise public awareness of those aspect that people are really controlled in. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if I said it clearly. Ah, is from the very beginning of art practice until now, my one very general thought process. Ah, I don't know if you answered his question. Yeah. That's、uh, sort of、uh, the the sort of、uh, a micro history of his、uh, art practice, I guess. More of not necessarily the individual artwork, but how he sort of came to realize what's important in art and how does that impact his artworks.、Mm-hmm. Following that, I、I'm、mean,、cute. that's sort of the behind the the backstory of that road sign story that everybody knows. I'm curious about this period, like the beginning and the relationship of the city and boredom, because. I mean, I was in Wuhan only for two weeks, so I I, re- I don't really know it. And that was maybe 2000. What was it? 2014, like early 2014. And、um, I lived for like a week on campus. I don't know if he was、uh, living in the same. The same、area. university as you're in. Same university, yeah. 
it wasn't it wasn't the main campus and so because it just moved right like really like far away from the city yeah yeah it's just not the main campus rather yeah, he lived there for, for like a week, right? Yeah, what do you yeah, think for about a week that and then, then the I campus, came to yeah. your place. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm just curious if he thinks, like, if you think the city, Wuhan, and like, besides this, uh, like, fragmentation and control, but like, just the culture or boredom typical of the city shaped your work. And in which way? Or if you think in any other city you would have done the same? Any, say, I was talking about, uh,就是城市中的无聊还有碎片化,对你的,你为什么会这个东西,你为什么会强调觉得艺术很无聊或者城市很无聊这些,嗯,挺,挺,挺难回答的一个问题,嗯,因为,因为,先说那个郊区那
to be able to see the growth of that place and because eventually it sort of develop into something I guess instead of the state you, you have seen but I mean so today if you go there that's probably different. So 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 we just uh Jesus 特别有意思，就好像一个去去去观察他们那种感觉，但是当然我也是他们中间一份子，就那种我不知道这在多大程度上促使了我对这个城市的一种实践的兴趣。So he was talking about um, uh, he goes back home on weekend. He lives in the city center, and uh, so in, uh, one of the important thing he does is sort of to be that funer of the city. So he goes around and then. Watches people, like people watching, uh, people especially goes out late at night, early in the morning. People goes out for uh, like shaya. What, what is shaya in English? I don't know. Shaya, um, maybe. <laughs> Do you know? Gabriel? Eating during the night. <laughs> I, I want to hear from um, from the go go if he has like. Did he ever study in Wuhan? Does he have like? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just finished underground uh, in the summer. And uh, I came back to Wuhan to take you again. Yeah, but did you did you did you study there before? Because like you're, or you yeah yeah. Okay. I did primary school, middle school in Wuhan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you're I guess like few years, like one generation younger than us, maybe just few years, but like maybe your experience is <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah, no, it's almost like a generation. We're like we're in like thirties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I'm exactly. just curious, like if you. If you share any of these experiences, or for you, it's been like totally different. Yeah, because um, yeah, I guess our my generation, maybe yours as well. That um, we grew up where the city was growing. At least this city was growing. It was in the process of growing. A lot of things like, well, like say, uh, when I was younger, when I was doing my undergrad, so I come visit the city like every two years, and I would not recognize anything. Mm-hmm. Everything just changes and buildings got knocked down and shit. And then you see the metro system that wasn't a metro system, now there is a metro system, everything changes obviously for that. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah. if you take for granted because maybe you haven't seen when you were conscious in your conscious year, everything already like that. So I mean you didn't see the change. I feel like I feel like I can't find the way back home like each year when I back home like I feel like it's another place <laughs> like every road sign and always under construction but like for no reason and uh, don't know what time they can finish it so it's like every year and uh, endless okay do, do you guys live to like in this same area or in very different areas I guess very different areas very different? yeah I mean yeah I mean the city is huge it's like several cities combined I guess now it's better that build so many bridges connecting the different areas of the city. Mm. Um, so it's a bit more convenient. But when I was a kid, it was like you don't want to go to the other part of the city. That's like a it's almost like going to another city, like super far away. And, yeah. 
takes hours and shit. So you don't want to even visit other part of the city. There's um, so the city is that is very fragmented in that sense. So it's not like you don't have a sort of a collective identity as a as the city as a whole. Mm-hmm. So it's like different part of the city has a different part of identity, I guess, because people don't visit each other as much. Mm-hmm. Very uh, geographically speaking, very difficult at the time. Not easy. Yeah, so... But do you think, I mean, all of you, and whoever wants to answer it, but do you think, how, how is this related to... Because in Wuhan there is a lot of like, underground stuff, actually, like music, one of the cities where there's most like punk and underground music stuff and art. Is this related to the fragmentation of the city or to the boredom of it? Or what do you think? I don't know, this is probably from my childhood memory. Maybe it can help him to... Sure.就我，我你小的肯定有类似印象，就晚上一到天热的时候，因为那时候也没有空调，大家都在街边铺床睡。然后有时候一到晚上一条街全部都是人，就是床挨床，一条街就变成一个大的卧室。就那个时候
a little bit like early history of Hong Kong, where you have all these dock workers that have triad and shit. That's the early formation of triads. Right. And uh, sort of the, the, the underground society in that sense, right? He was saying that all these stuff that goes into the formation of the contemporary underground, well, more of like youth culture and stuff, like punk and stuff, but it all yeah, sort of goes sense. back to that, um, the early formation of sort of underground culture, I guess. Were you into it when you lived in Wuhan, like all three of you? Would you go to shows or like participate in this underground culture and maybe did it shape your art practice or yeah yeah yes i think because uh, now i think about some uh, spirit uh, inside my work or inside mm -hmm. myself not care about my art i think sure. those spirits shaped my life like when i in the high school uh, actually it's a really bad school now and um, uh, i mean in normal saying uh, people uh, the, the the student there they are bad students i mean they they, they cannot pass the exam okay and they fight every day and uh, they just do 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 lots of bad things like uh, they, they just don't study uh so uh, yeah me too i cannot pass the exam but Great. Um, yeah i mean that's cool and uh, those those students are my classmates so we living together i see they like uh, how to say she do yeah, they do drugs. And yeah, stuff. do drugs. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, smoke at school every day, and uh, like fighting, like almost happened uh, every uh, day or every week. Yeah, so mm. in my point of view, I think it's a very daily lifestyle. But uh, maybe in some other people think, I mean, they they, they may think, wow, it's unbelievable. The things like that is really bad. So that's I I think they are all underground culture. So. 就人们总会有一种好坏的定义，但在我这里来看，这些好像不太好了，包括刚才说码头那种不太正规，在街上睡觉或者说那种抽烟打架什么的，其实都是这个世界正常组成的一部分。所以这种东西，因为它一直在我
like campaigns for spiritual civilization and this sort of stuff, they people become quite tame. They they obey the rules. They um they to a degree because the people um they're so conditioned to to um to the to the sort of the rules and the, the constraints in daily life. They would consider stuff like um, like what we talk about sleeping on the street was something uncivilized, something I don't know, losing face or whatever. So people would not do it as often, or, or really just mm -hmm. don't do it at all. So that, in a way, for him, really limits people's uh, imagination of alternatives use of urban space. Mm -hmm. Also, um, I sort of, for me, I mean, just more of common, not a translation. Um, it really reminds me of uh, a, a really old article by Solinger, I think. It was an American anthropologist wrote about like uh, China as in street as suspect. It was really good, interesting article. Street as what? Street as, as suspect. Suspect? Okay. Yeah, so it was really the article, that the general idea is that uh, it's, it's an article about uh, urban management in China. It was talking about part of the field work was actually done in Wuhan. Okay. It was quite an interesting anthropological piece. So I uh, was talking about um, how Chinese urban management see the street as always dangerous. Right. Uh, it never. That's why all kinds of um, uh, in civility, uh, in civilized, uh, uh, civilized or uncivilized behaviors or incivities uh, should be eliminated or, from the or street, removed yeah. from the street. So it, uh, even stuff like street vendors, mm -hmm. uh, uh, even stuff like today, for example, motorcycles are removed because that's. Not just because it's dangerous, because I mean, not really, because people riding those electric bikes are still dangerous. People just ride whatever way they like; they still get hit by cars, whatever. So the main point is that is really to eliminate any potentials for uh, alternative street uh, uses of the street. So it's not necessarily these things are dangerous. Sleeping on the street is not necessarily dangerous, right? It's not, but it has the potential. Yeah, but it's it's disruptive, or yeah. Yes, maybe disruptive, but also have the potential of violence. It's not necessarily that. It's more really to eliminate the prospects of violence rather yeah. than the actual violence. I mean, people are pretty tame today. They're not going to really fight on the street every day, right? But it's really considered so abnormal to do that now. So it's like, well, in God's words, really the imaginative, uh, imagina uh, imagination is eliminated mm -hmm. in that sense. Do you, do you and uh, you and Jen Chao share this like? feeling about the city like when you grew up like getting influenced by these phenomena for us I think um, it has always been a violent case yeah okay. I mean the city has always been violent for me because um, well just like I said like especially if you go to a bad school the like supposing I guess the equivalent would be a, pub a public school in a sort of Euro American context mm -hmm. like a, a shitty public school where everybody fights and do drugs and stuff it happens every country, but it's just maybe in the city when we grew up, uh, used to be quite common. I mean, used to people do ketamine, and I don't know, quite often. I've seen people do ketamine when I was like 13 years old. Like mm. people in my age were doing ketamine. It was it was not that common, but it existed. I mean, people sure. smoke at from 12, I guess. It's quite common. People smoking now in the bath. I mean, in the public toilet. Yeah. They do that, they fight, and it's, it was common, I mean, that, to that degree, and it wasn't something astonishing. But today, I guess, because people are so tame that when people hear these things, that, uh, yeah, people would be quite surprised that this sort of shit happened, or happened. Yeah, I think I share something as well. But one thing I feel like quite interesting is that, because uh, the 
the junior high school and the 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 high school I went to are actually quite famous in like in at least Wuhan. Okay. Yeah, so well, they have two. Their experiences yeah. are quite different, quite opposite in that sense. Girl went to a, a shitty public school, and uh, uh, Zhou went to a really good public school. So okay. Maybe in that sense. So. Yeah. yeah. So like I think one thing is quite astonishing is that like in my high school there will be like uh, we call which is like uh, 30 or like 20 percent of the 20 percent of the students are actually coming from uh, outside Wuhan but still in Hubei province so they are coming okay. from uh, smaller cities or rural areas but they have like extra exam to pass to enter the high school probably like in uh, other small cities like in each city there are probably just 10 or 5 or like three students that can come to my high school mm -hmm. so it's extremely hard for them to come and uh, when Bill was saying the city shape and uh, the Da Pai Dang or like KTV around the school I was I, I was thinking that what would Wuhan be for them like for those students because there are like 20 students around 15 to 20 students in each class and uh, it's a boarding school and they have to live in the school for like 24 7 mm. so in the weekend when like wuhan born like local students when they when they get back home uh, those students have to stay in the dorm but the thing is that like not many people are really taking care of the dorm and they usually go out to go out of the school and they went to like wang bar so like right internet cafe to like play online games like for six hours a day yeah something like that and they eat like really like shitty like street food i think for them i can't speak for them but i think for many of those wuhan they 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 have been very isolated in wuhan so they didn't quite experience wuhan as a city like in a ordinary city term but they just live there for three years and they can go gaokao which is the exam for university entrance yeah. and they get a high grade and they go to Beijing or Shanghai that kind of like tier one city in China so Wuhan actually doesn't mean much for them mm -hmm. it's sort of just interior they never really experience the city as a local and it's really difficult to do that maybe in the case of Beijing and Shanghai it's a bit different because um, they're more international I guess yeah, but Wuhan is still one of the biggest cities in China, right? I mean, maybe it's not... In terms of population, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like but largest. Not everything else. But like, it never it never got to like... Uh, I mean, maybe it's cultural capital or something, but like, it's never a city that I hear people saying, I want to go to Wuhan. Like, no. Uh, no. of course not tourists, but even like people in China is not an aspirational place. Maybe from people that no. live in the... Pro like in Hubei province area, they, they want to sure, go to Wuhan sure. as a city. But in yeah, general, but even they hate Wuhan. Okay. It's, just, it's just, it's just, if they couldn't go to like better first tier cities, obviously if they could, uh, they would go to uh, Beijing and Shanghai. And Do you know if Wuhan is, uh, is considered second tier? Is it or? It's a, yeah, second tier, second tier. It's a second tier? Oh, okay. I think second Isn't there like 1.5 tiers? Yeah, yeah, like that. Some people made it. <laughs> I was just asking him about his education experiences, so we're talking about a little bit high school and then want to know about his university. Yeah. Uh, like, if, how was his experience yeah. of the university in Wuhan? 
Mm, yeah, I think they are good because the uh, the teacher they are graduated from the foreign country uh -huh. like French, like uh, England, like yeah Europe, uh, and uh, so they know the contemporary art. They know the concept inside art. Right. They teach me about the concept, not the like technical art. Mm. So I learn a lot. We we talk about the, like a philosopher, like uh, how we think about the world, how we think about ourselves. How we push our concept, like something like that. So, I think they give me a lot of inspiration. And after that, I I, I go to Beijing, yeah. the the Kafa, the Center mm -hmm. Academy of Fine Art. Actually, yeah, yeah. Normally, people in China they think the Kafa is the best art school in China, yeah. but I don't agree with that oh. because in Kafa teacher, uh, but most uh, teacher in the Kafa they. They like to. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they're suppressing people's creativity with that. Right? Uh, yeah. So so, but in 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 oh, like Hubei Academy of Arts. Yeah, Hubei Academy of Arts. Yeah. Uh, in Hubei, the the teacher there, they don't. Uh, they just discuss with the students. We can talk and we can teach each other. We can do the practice together. So, like the East Lake project, mm -hmm. uh, most of the time we can talk with Li Juquan, and uh, he will listen our idea, and uh, we can exchange our ideas. So it's a totally eco uh, uh, situation. So I learn a lot from that uh, school uh, at that time. Yeah. So it's the more yeah, so equality between the students and teachers, I guess. Yeah. And after that, if we change of ideas. Yeah. And after that, did you go? You, did you go back to Wuhan or you stayed in Beijing? After I graduate, I mean, after I get the master degree, I didn't go back to Wuhan. Uh, uh, I mean, just uh, some vacation or some like uh, spring festival, mm -hmm. I will go back. Most of the time, I live in around Beijing, not in Beijing, but yeah, near the boundary. So what what have you been doing after? graduating staying in Beijing uh, after that yeah like in Beijing uh, the Beijing is uh, the capital city uh, so the control and the management in that city is so serious so like uh, if, if if you have go there you you will be checked every day like they will scan your face every day and uh, uh, lots of civilian camera around the city yeah, right. that is uh, uh, actually now it's almost uh, every city in China, lots of civilian camera. But in capital city, it's maybe the number one. Mm. So I do another work. Uh, it's about that topic. I climb. I built a construct and uh, construction and climb on the top and okay. to face to the civilian camera with a very long time. So uh, until the the how do you say the security people or the uh -huh. manager. Uh, manager, to, uh, I mean security behind guard. the camera, uh, yeah. see my eye. Yeah, that work uh, I call the eye contact. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After a few camera, there is a, a manager. He came out and <laughs> he asked me, "What What are you doing there?" Mm. I say, "I try to fix the camera." Or and uh, uh, I. Uh, did you see my eye? Did you see my face? He said, absolutely, and uh, he is angry. Uh, such big face, I cannot... Block the ear. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, we, we had a very long talk uh, in the office. 
And oh. uh, first, uh, he is angry about my behavior. And uh, finally, I, uh, I just find them the captain. They have a manager. They are very angry. I just find them the captain. Then I give them the recording. 然后把我那段影像在半夜三点钟的时间拷出来了。嗯啊，所以 you got the footage. Yeah, so basically, so basically the the work of art is the the the, the art is basically he set up a ladder and then climbed the ladder and stared at the surveillance camera for a long time. Like so, the, the obviously they would see his face and obviously he wouldn't get the footage. So he had to、uh, basically bribe them to get the footage. This was a public surveillance. Camera? Obviously, public public surveillance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, private. That would be too easy. That would be like. So, what did you end up talking about with him in his office?、Uh, maybe two parts. The 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 one part is try to uh, 就是说服他为什么我要做这个事情。但是那一段的讨论就是失败了。嗯。呃，第二段是我晚上去拷贝的时候，就我跟那个队长就有一个完全是他他这个时候他就不再是一个队长了。嗯。他只是一个。就我们俩晚上就像那个怎么说一种很很对等的关系。他开始说他的呃，他农村的老家呀，然后他为什么在这里工作啊？因为农村的不平衡啊，北京的机会呀，以及他的家庭，他的小孩在哪读书啊等等。我们开始说一些非常日常的东西。嗯，对，这这两两段对。嗯嗯。Was doing it. He went to the was the police station or the. 呃，那是一个算是一个小区的安保室。对。Yeah, so it's basically uh. Security room for the、uh, for the area. Yeah. So he went there twice during the day and tried to convince them to get the footage, and obviously they said no. And he went there again at night, in the evening,、mm-hmm. and then talked to the、uh, the security、uh, the manager again, and then they had sort of a, a a good conversation, a good conversation about daily life, his his、uh, previous life in the village before moving to the city. And about sort of in unequal development in the rural areas, you know, well, sort of like a chit chat and a good banter, and、uh, and that was a, a good conversation, I guess. And then, yeah, eventually got it. He got the footage. Yeah. But when they really gave up their identity, that is, their manager's identity, when he was at night, he had a job or something, he had a personality. When he was at night, he gave up. 我觉得那种谈话就更像是一个，就是一个普通的一个邻居啊，或者一个他没有任何的那种架子，或者就是那个时候，我觉得是超越这个系统。So he was saying that、um, during the day when he had a conversation with the security security person, was quite much of a、uh, there was a obviously a power relationship there. Right. The person was in charge of the management, I mean security, so obviously you would not talk to him in a sort of unequal ground. And and evening when you go there and talk to him privately was much、uh, sort of a personal conversation, and、um, the power relations was much、uh, alleviated. So、uh, it was a very good conversation、uh, about surveillance in that sense, and every every everyday life. Yeah, actually, I I I want to talk about the system.、Mm-hmm. Every people in China, they think.、Uh, We need to face the like the government or the is it okay communist party? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a very big system and uh, uh, it control everything and uh, we cannot uh, do anything. I mean, yeah, but but、uh, during that work, I want to talk about like the behind the system. It's organized by the every person. I mean, they are individual. Mm-hmm. So if you try to 
contact the individuals. Yeah, the, the things can be totally different. They are not the actually they are they, they are individual, not a they're part humans. of the system. Right. They're humans. Yeah, yeah, they are humans. So you can talk, you can discuss, you can uh, uh, like uh, lots of things, lots of imagination, lot of possible possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not like a machine, not a, a system. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that would be a really interesting argument. Because a lot of these days when you see like most of discussions in China and surveillance systems, especially the facial recognition system, for example, most of the discussion would be sort of described as sort of um, uh, the rule of the algorithm, the rule of the machine, and etc. Um, but a lot of these discussions really ignore the, the anthropological side of it, where people actually behind those monitors, they are people yeah. behind those monitors. I want to ask about the surveillance camera one. If that camera, what was the main purpose of that camera? Like after you talked to that guy, was just for like security of the Xiaochu or like what was it used for? Just to make sure like people don't steal stuff or uh, to see who gets in or out of the Xiaochu? Like what's the purpose of the camera? Uh, actually that camera is a big system. They All the camera connect to the police officer. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah I mean the, the policeman can take all the camera every time. I mean, uh, yeah. So it's a big um, network. Yeah, big network in China. The, the government call it uh, Wisdom City mm -hmm. or the smart Sky city, smart, city. Uh, smart City. Yeah. I mean, or, every well, every country has that these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or maybe SkyNet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So actually, it's controlled by the government. Uh, by but the I mean, well, you were talking about you were asking what's the purpose of the camera, but. To be honest, we don't because know. you you find a camera every <laughs> fifteen or ten meters on the street, mm -hmm. any street. So it's not really for any purpose. It's just there for sort of a comprehensive surveillance. Yeah. So the, it was a general scheme, not for the particular space. It's really so. Yeah. You, if you want to ask, like, what's the purpose for that specific <laughs> camera? There's no purpose, but. <laughs> Sure. You got like a general scheme. That's the whole idea of surveillance, right? So you don't need a purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just curious, like that specific camera was it for? Because the, I mean, no, like if you if you see the cameras on the street, there's no specific purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you see a camera in a shop, yeah, there's a specific purpose. People don't steal shit, right? So, but in those spaces, you don't usually need them. I mean, well, <laughs> you need them. If but still, state, yeah, sure. the the first it goes to this uh, like management office inside the Xiaochu, and then, I mean, the police can access it if they need it, right? So all the surveillance camera, maybe until unless you are like uh, using those cam domestic ones, like you said about home. Yeah. Everything else connected to the network, the big network. So yeah, it doesn't really matter. Okay. So what what That's did you what did you do network. with the footage after it became like an artwork or? Uh, yeah, of course, it's a piece of video work, so I need that footage. But um, uh, in the beginning, I, I tried to record the, 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 the process during yeah. I tried to copy the, 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 the footage. So I, uh, I talked with her, him and discussed a lot. But finally, I think it's just a private talk. Uh, I don't need to make uh, another film or video like record. So mm -hmm. I just uh, show the, uh, the footage from the machine. Yeah. Nice. The surveillance footage, yeah. It's, it will be a very interesting surveillance. I mean, in my opinion, it's better than shooting's work. 
Oh, really? <laughs> the Chibing's work, I mean, the film, right? You've seen it, right? The, what was yeah. the name of that film? Dragonfly yeah. Eyes. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, Dragonfly Eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. It, right? Actually, I yeah, I mentioned about Shubin because before that work, I I was working in Shubin's studio. Oh, really? For okay. one year. Okay. Um, and and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am trying to. Uh, I mean, I'm a member of the the, the, the his of his studio and uh, part, uh, produced the. The, the video dragonfly eye. oh wow okay <laughs> yeah so so i uh, my job inside the studio is try to collect the the video from the website uh, mm-hmm. uh, almost uh, all the video i mean all the footage uh, inside his work and uh, record by, by by my work yeah so uh, during that time i uh, actually i'm uh, like a uh, uh, management inside mm-hmm. a civilian officer 我我那段時間我就是監控實力的類似那樣一個職位,我每天看著特別多的那個監控錄像,對。所以這 he worked as uh, one of those guys, so to sort of like kind of like field work, right?对，因因为我看了，就等于那段时间我看了大量的监控录像，就通过这个屏幕，我看了另外一头爆炸、杀人、车祸，各种各样的山洪海啸，我什么都见过了。OK，所以我我发现那些东西都让我非常的麻
yeah, some, some, something like telephone number on their uh, homepage. Okay. So we can uh, 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 like uh, connect them. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them, yeah, I, we, we, we don't know. Just okay. uh, we try to find them. It's really hard. Yeah. Uh, they separa- uh, spread uh, like uh, around the China. So, so uh, during like uh, some time, uh, we, we had a team. Uh, some member of the team, they, they like trying to go to every city and try to find the civilian camera and try to uh, talk with the camera holder. But some of them, yeah, we, we can't do that. So Shubin uh, just uh, posted like some statement uh, in the end of the video. He said if someone find uh, something or uh, please contact us, we, 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 we will uh, adjust the video, the, the copyright or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Did it ever happen that some, because in that video there are many uh, people that they're kind of uh, used as actors, like as characters, but they don't know it. Did it ever happen that some uh, of them get in touch? I think, uh, yeah, they might be. Yeah, might, there might be some people they don't know that they are inside the video, they are shoot by the camera and they never see this video. So they, of course, they don't know how to contact the studio, how to contact Shubin. Uh, even Shubin put a statement in the end of video. But um, I think this is also a topic uh, which Shubin wants to discuss. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. Because every day in China, most of people, they, they record by the camera every day, mm-hmm. but they never know uh, <laughs> what happened with their video or something yeah yeah so no no one ever got in touch uh i don't know after i just worked there for one year okay. and after that i don't know uh, maybe some uh, uh maybe some people but maybe not because i don't know i just worked there for one year sure 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 yeah and it's a it's an artwork mm. i think very few people see it so yeah 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 interesting i don't know if there is any law in china that protects like personal image in video so I don't know if like actually people could sue you if you use their live stream video inside something else probably there is I, I just I never looked into it I don't know if you guys know there is a rule I think involving like, like yeah yeah I think there's there. some law try to protect that but我不知道该怎么说总之就这个法律好像很少真正的起到它的就是在观念层面让我们真的觉得它有用因为你首先面对的就是每天这些监控摄像头在使用你的这些形象的时候你就无法做出任何反应包括很多手机软件他们每天也
shows you on Twitter, like the rights of your face or whatever. Like image so, rights, I guess, yeah, personal image yeah, rights. Yeah, image rights, of yeah. personal image rights, yeah. So what, what, what is basically, um, but there were so many cases where people got surveilled, uh, either with consent or without consent. In, well, he told one example was there was a, a Vivo phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has this um, camera where you, as it's, it basically has a motor, it's like one plus phone where basically you, the camera, uh, it's usually, uh, there's a motorizer, it rises from you, the body, yeah, from the, the main phone. body of the phone when yep. you're trying to, yeah, when you take a selfie, so. So people um, discovered that the, the camera uh, uh, was active when they were not actually using it in yep. any of the apps they were using. So obviously, yeah, I mean, there were actually some, I don't know, whatever apps or the company, the, the, the manufacturer of the, the phone was uh, secretly using people's footage. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it's common footage, uh, common knowledge that people know they're surveilled. In not even by, n- not necessarily just by the state, but also uh, corporations and even like basically uh, malicious, malicious apps and whatever. Yeah, uh, and it's that, probably uh, difficult to like fight back waiting. if you have to sue like a company or the government. Yeah, 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 it's very complicated. So it's a kind of a right that is never exercised or rarely exercised. Yeah, I guess like like people who are listening will have like the usual question because there is always this idea like Chinese people don't care about privacy and then more recently there's been you know articles and interviews and study that show that actually people care about privacy but I'm wondering what's like what's your impression even just from staying in Wuhan about you know surveillance everywhere and being taken videos and photos and tracked what's what's your like feeling about this is like people care but they you cannot protect uh, their rights or yeah 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 i agree with that i i think people do care about their privacy uh, something like yeah but they 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 cannot do anything they just mm. give up okay yeah and and uh, especially today like uh, in china the government try to every your information like your face uh, like your 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 password, like uh, your 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 bank account, uh, mm-hmm. everything. Uh, I your ident- uh, identify like a number, like something like that. They are actually they are in the uh, same account and in the government. Yeah. So um, we just give up. Okay. <laughs> if you cool. want to protect your privacy uh, information. Uh, the result is you you, you you cannot go enter into this system. Yeah. You sure. will lose lots of convenience uh, in your daily life. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, we talk about that about WeChat, for example, right, in a past episode, I think. Yeah. So you, you cannot not use WeChat without being socially incapticated or economically incapticated. You can't talk to anyone, you can't message anyone, you can't pay your bills, you can't... There's so many like convenience things you will be basically served off just because you don't, you refuse to use WeChat or whatever or even if you don't have a phone. So if you think about it, I was talking to some old people uh, last week and uh, they were telling me that uh, they feel really alienated because they don't know how to use smartphones and mm-hmm. it's kind of difficult because um, one of the things I was... Uh, I had a friend who's a bank teller, he said, um, the only u- the only reason why the front uh, still has like a uh, humans in some of the banks where they still have like human bank tellers because they 
there's still there's still a lot of old people don't have any apps to to do the stuff sure. the basic bank transfer whatever yeah. get money receive money this sort of stuff everybody else is doing it on their phone even if you go to the bank majority of their work is basically to instruct people how to install the app and then they can do it themselves so unless you're like super old and don't know don't have a smartphone don't know don't know what to do with all this stuff uh, they basically have no, not much work to do. I mean, most young people can do it themselves, or right? they can install the app. They can, I don't know, they don't really need help in that sense. Yeah. So in that sense, it's very aging. is very difficult. Like especially, you're basically alienated from all the the basic things. Like you probably don't know how to order takeaway. Yeah, or get a car, or taxi, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And I think I think like the older generation will consider it quite like trendy or like techy thing to use uh-huh. like facial recognition this kind of tech say last afternoon like my dad he, he's in his 60s um, he asked me to tell him how to transfer make a bank transfer using like the app mm-hmm. and the app will ask him to use the facial recognition and okay. uh, there is no other option which I found really weird. Um, but actually, he's really impressive about that. He was like very impressive, like that kind of high tech, and that they really made the like progression a uh, progress or something like that. But actually, like two years ago, he even like refused to use WeChat Pay to like connect with his bank card. So mm. that you can tell like how much it like changed. But not not necessarily because of privacy. I right? usually because of they think those digital apps gonna steal your money or something. Maybe, yeah. So they wouldn't connect their bank account. Yeah, obviously not because they care about privacy. And obviously these days you can, well, I think you can use your face to pay now. I've seen that device, I've never used it myself. So if you go to like some, whatever shops they have, I don't think like, for example, PayPass is probably a very common if you thing have in the West, right? Well, I mean, if you have your face data on WeChat, you can probably do WeChat Pay or Alipay like through those. I mean, all of them have your face data. It's all yeah. centralized system, so it doesn't matter. Even if, I mean, your face is, your face is data there anyway, yeah. <laughs> no matter you use WeChat or not. It's just your WeChat account because uh, you have to use your national ID or yeah, the bank ID because it's, it's all connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forget because so, I, yeah, I have the international version, so I don't have, I don't think they have my face yet. Yeah, yeah, so with the international version, you can still opt out for that, opt out for that. Yeah. With the um, national version, Chinese version, so you have to connect it with any sort of, I mean, one of the ID verification as long as, I mean, if, as long as you need to use it. So, um, yeah, they have all your, everything's connected. So that's why there is a convenience in that, obviously. Sure, sure. And a lot of, yeah, like Digo, Digo said, a lot of young, uh, older people are quite impressed with that. They kind of. Yeah, it's called kind of impressive. You, if you are like, I've always been using like cash, but I don't know. Not for me though. But I don't know about like really. Yeah, but I guess uh, old people, like older older generations, have like experienced, you know, like revolution China and post reform China, where things are like either not functioning very well or kind of like slow or unreliable. So when you see these kind of things, it's quite impressive. It's like, oh, finally, like it's not like a old bureaucracy and stuff technologized uh, convenience not yeah. sure sh- maybe because like we, he talked about his early period and then these works uh, like maybe we can he can talk about like what are you working on right now at the moment what projects yeah, are you, you doing for me 
yeah. Uh, actually, for me, it's like uh, two job. Um, the one job, like uh, yeah, it's an uh, artist uh, do residency uh, in some country, another place, and sometimes okay. I have some art project, and I also need to create some new work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, one part, and the another part is I working in uh, internet internet company. Yeah. Uh, oh really? They okay. try Which to one? develop a new application on the phone. So uh, for me,、uh, in the first, I just work there as a consultant. Consultant. Yeah. But but after that, now I'm like a supervisor. I I need to manage the project. I need to push the the project, and、okay. I need to do lots of things. What kind of、uh, so、what kind of app is it? It's like uh, uh, if you want to go some place.、Uh, is there any fun or interesting place、uh, we can recommend? Something like that. Okay. Basic on the map, and、uh, people、okay. can、uh, search that map and get some place and some or some destination, so they can go there for like that. Hey, interesting. And、uh, what are your uh, recent you. uh, art art projects, like the ones you you're doing in the residencies?、Uh, for me, I let me think two new works, but I'm not sure. The the one is about my. Uh, poetry. Oh no, no, that's not during residency. It's in some art space. Okay. In Beijing,、uh, maybe a few months ago. Yeah, I I show my self poetry in the exhibition space,、uh, and wearing a very decent uniform,、uh, and、mm-hmm. they think, wow, it's like the leader in China. So they censor <laughs> my work, and they、really? they say it's, it's not allowed to display in our space. And then、okay. I cover them with the colorful with color, so it's、mm, the work in the first is a I think it's a realistic work,、mm-hmm. but in the finally it looks like an abstract painting. Okay. So、uh, by this way, I can pass the censorship. I can display my work. Interesting. But、uh, people will know.、Uh, actually, I try to show the censorship. In the space,、mm-hmm. yeah, that's a、uh, work. And another one in Bangkok, it's a、uh, like a public painting.、Mm-hmm. I do some painting around the street and try to copy the painting inside people's house. Okay. And、uh, in the end, I try to invite the householder or the painting holder. Uh, come to the opening, come to the space, and、uh, show his painting and my copy together. It's like that, a small project. Interesting. So the first space was a like a private gallery or an art center, the one that censored your works. Uh, uh, how do you say it's it's like an art center, art but center.、Uh, it's controlled by a advertisement company. Okay. They have lots of relationship with the government,、mm-hmm. so they do lots of censorship by themselves. Yeah. Sure. No, they need to be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, I mean, that was amazing. Like, it was a、like、great, a lot of interesting stuff.、Uh, do you, Do you guys have things you want to say to conclude? I'm, I'm cool.、Yeah. You're cool. Okay. Not Not too much conclude. Yeah. It's okay. It's, It's okay. okay. <laughs> just Just curious. What What are you gonna do in Wuhan? Are you gonna stay for like a week or so, or longer? Uh, maybe tomorrow I will leave. Yeah, I、oh, just go、tomorrow. back for the national festival. Yeah, okay. Have you watched the parade? Ah,、uh, no. A- a- actually, it's for me. It's like a disaster for my daily life in that that day.、Uh, oh yeah. 
I try to go to the uh, train station, mm -hmm. but uh, because of that, how do you say the the parade? Parade, yeah. Because of the parade, so and the policemen don't allow us to pass the boundary of the city. Yeah. So <laughs> it takes me a lot of time, so I cannot catch the train. Yeah, I read that it, it lasts one month. Like it's been one month in Beijing. They close some roads and move some stuff and then block some passage. Just yeah, it must be very hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you for uh, for the podcast. Have a have a good okay, time. Thank you very much. Thank you very yeah. much, Gabriel. Thanks. Yeah, good to hear from you. Uh, go have some uh, hot fuck noodle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what that, that's what I want to say to the audience. Like, come to Wuhan to try the breakfast here. Yeah, it. okay. Well, we, we can organize a Curse with Good Ideas field trip to Wuhan in the near future. <laughs>